Professor Wagstaff. Venomous Benny. Hot toddy. Good to be with you again as we dive in tonight as a, a seasonal pick. We, uh, with the idea and the guidance of Hot Toddy, thought, you know what? It's that time of year. It's time for prom season. So why not dig into the prom night franchise? Time after time. <laughs> Big pop. Big pop for prom night. Um, so, uh, we're going to do them in order, obviously. Um, unless there's timeline issues, we could ask Todd. We'll get to it when we get to it. <laughs> if you pay attention. Um, I, I had seen one and two before, but this... Or no, I'd seen one and two and the re, quote-unquote remake before, but I hadn't seen three or four. This is my first time watching three and four. How's... Franchise-wise, how's this stack up for everybody in your viewing? Uh, this is the second viewing for most of these for me. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if you remember, we watched this my freshman year at Ball State up here and the fell asleep. One? Oh, yeah. yeah. I had fallen asleep watching the first one twice. The, <laughs> I remember waking up. Gowns? No, I remember waking up freshman year uh, to the first prom night when the head is on the disco floor. Uh so that was my earliest relationship to this. This I had no uh, any interaction with this franchise in its entirety back then. Yeah, like when these movies came out, they were not on my radar. This was a much later in life thing for me. But I had seen all of these movies at least once. I have seen one, and I have seen two. I had not seen any of the other ones. Okay. Uh, the remake, uh, second time watching for this, and the other ones I've seen countless times. Wow, countless. Okay, <laughs> that should make for interesting conversation. All right. So, Toddy, start us at the logical point here. So, uh, Prom Night, 1980, directed by Paul Lynch, starring Leslie Nelson, Jamie Lee Curtis, Casey Stevens, and Marie... Uh, Mastron, Michael Tuff, Jeff Wincott, and Brock Simpson. Brock Simpson, who the hell are you? (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to lay out a synopsis for us? Alright, so uh, uh, we get, uh, I guess, let's see, I don't know what the time period would be, but it was the past, and we get a bunch of little kids playing in like an abandoned. Would have been the late 60s, probably. Schoolhouse, whatever. Mid to late. They're playing kind of like this, like hide and seek game. Killers are coming. Killers are coming. But then the kids become really cunty, and (laughs) they start um, going after a young girl, and I think she's more freaked out and scared by them. And she keeps backing away, and she backs out of a window, mm. and she, I, I would assume she died from the fall, but then a, a huge window, I believe, probably cut her throat. 
Um, this isn't the goriest movie, so they don't have a lot of blood and guts, but I'm, I'm just assuming that what ha is what happened. And uh, the kids decide in true fashion that, uh, you know, uh, they can't tell anybody, so they keep it a secret. And then uh, we see that someone someone sees the, uh, that that child has died. And then it goes to uh, present day, 1980. And all the kids are, I believe, seniors in high school. And it's about to be prom night. So get your, get your ball gowns and tuxes because it's prom night. Okay. There's the setup. I want to say that not only do I remember falling asleep while watching this with Professor somewhere circa 2003-2004 uh, I know that I I think I tried to watch it again and fell asleep and we received a care package uh, my wife had ankle surgery uh, in the last two months and um, we received various care packages of food and entertainment and one of those included some movies and one of those was the um, who did the, the, the good Blu-ray release of this for I want to say Synapse. Yeah. Yeah, Synapse. Which is very funny because I am total Abner on that and I still haven't bought it because I needed it to be like $2 less. Well, so that's a funny thing. So <laughs> someone sent that to us and Carrie was very excited to watch it and I was like, okay, whatever. I'll watch it again. And the difference between watching this in a, uh, you know, a scummy DVD because this property, I don't know why it was in such wide release, but this showed up on every compilation discount DVD. So it's like you go to the selling that name, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, well, I don't know how they got. I don't know how the rights were so easily accessible. Is my gotcha. question. So it's like, all right, you got ten movies on this disc, and one of them's Prom Night. This is a Scream Queen compilation, and Prom Night's the only film you've heard of. You know what I mean? And they were such shitty quality that watching this in Blu-ray quality with a good release changed the film for me. It really did. So. That's just my initial impression. My initial impression for this is time has helped this because I have watched a lot of, to be perfectly honest, trash ass movies from this <laughs> era. And so you watch this and you go, okay. It's not so bad. Not only do we have name recognition with Leslie Nielsen and Jamie Lee Curtis, but you also have some pretty exceptional acting for this genre. Um, some emotional impact later on in the film, um, much more so than its peers, that makes it kind of stand out in that regard. Now, when you rewind back many, many years before, where you're just kind of searching out for fun, campy slashers that have camp, campy humor, gore, this does not have that. No. And so that's why initially... Back then, earlier viewings of this was kind of a disappointment. Whereas later, as we went on, I've really come to respect what's going on in the movie. It still doesn't deliver on some of those aspects that you turn it tune in for these movies, but it still has some some good stuff going. Yeah, and so interesting watch because yeah. early on I thought it was really fucking boring. Yeah, <laughs> and and now I don't feel that way. Yeah, for sure. I'm with you. I think that this movie is fine, but that's about it. Like I, I, I don't dislike this movie. Within the franchise, that's praise. Yes. This movie's fine. 
I've seen I've seen it. Pro- this I think this is the second viewing. Uh, I, my question is, which has older high school students, Greece or this movie? <laughs> this <laughs> nobody Jesus. looks like they are in high school in these. Um, I don't know. Then, I I think it doesn't deliver on gore, so don't go into that into the movie for that. It does offer some some good acting. I, it's missing something. There's a I think there's a reason that this isn't talked about as commonly as some other offerings that are out there from this era. It's just kind of uh, vanilla to me, the whole movie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that either. But you know what I do love about it? Ninety-two minutes. Hell yeah. Tight 90. Keep it under 100, buddy. So. So Todd loves it. It's his favorite movie I've ne- ever made. I've never been a huge fan of the original Prom Night. Um, I, used to, I used to think it was boring. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis, I don't think she ever, does she even get chased? Like, she's not even ever pursued in the movie. Did you find out later? She's hardly used in the movie. Yes. It's not, it's not a fun movie. Because it's not At like all. there's not like a lot of jokes and stuff. Yep. There's no gore. And I, I, I know I owned it at one time on VHS. I don't know if I've ever owned it on DVD. But it has always been shit quality no matter however I've watched it. And for this viewing, I watched like the... Like it looked so good. And it's... I guess I'd never noticed before that like the way the film was shot was actually pretty creative. Just because all the times I ever watched it, it was garbage. Like the the... Uh, the quality. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's actually kind of like for all the movies of this uh, time period, it's actually um, kind of like filmed more creatively, I guess. And um, so there's that. I, I think the biggest thing that puts me off from this movie is they use a lot of disco, which is okay, but there is no known songs in this movie. I think if there would have been some it known, dates it pretty horribly yeah, as well. I, I feel like this movie this movie is so low budget that the creators made like they made the soundtrack like I think in two days. Uh, yeah, I, there's specific scenes that I will commentate on, but I think we yeah, probably need just, to get uh, into the. Did, or did we already get into the meat of it? Not really. You know forward? what? Uh, look. <laughs> God. Canadian yeah. disco is like a, a sandbox hand job. Okay? Like, <laughs> it's just, it's odd. There's not much color going on there. It's more of a feeling. Yeah, to you, it's a feeling. <laughs> to me, it's an emotion. That's camping. All right. Where do we go from here? So, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, press. So, we, uh, <laughs> as I said, we get to present day. Six um, years later. We start getting some, uh, we get some. A uh, person that we're not sure who, but they're calling. Um, this is total revenge movies back then. Is you called everybody on the phone and you were like, Brenda, you're next, bitch. Uh, so they start getting these phone calls. Like, um, removed. And uh, basically, kind of, kind of like reminding them that uh, I know what you did last summer. And uh, also, they're getting like uh, yearbook photos and they're of themselves in lockers with like shards of glass. At their throat, and then uh, eventually we start getting uh, some kills, which I, I really want to say doesn't really start until the actual prom night. 
Um, they should call the movie that. Yeah, probably. Word it. Yeah, so, um, yeah, you got the creepy calls. Um, you also have You have the, the creepy janitor that I feel like The Simpsons was like, we need that guy. Yeah, yeah, and you got them mooning the janitor or the groundskeeper, which was weird. Uh, you've got the, the caveman-looking guy that wants to make that lady his boy or his girlfriend you know and she he's just all over her so you're like maybe he's the killer and he wears a ski mask you got this 47 year old dude in the van that that slick slick's got slick, a killer which I, I i in this view and i learned i'm pretty sure he's also a senior or maybe even a freshman i don't know <laughs> <laughs> got the disco fever as we talked about yeah that was what i was going to say the the saturday night fever disco dance scene is awful awful Mm-hmm. I feel like more horror movies need choreographed dance. Only if Corey Feldman's doing the choreography. <laughs> <laughs> Ascension! Millennium! <laughs> uh, you get uh, Slick's van explodes. That's, uh, <laughs> that's a nice spot in the film. <laughs> um, yeah. Fun fact, though, uh, was it the stuntman stole the van? They were just like, hey, we're not coming back. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just trying to read some of my notes here. Mm. <laughs> I keep calling that dude Caveman. That's that's my name for him. Well, and it's because because it's a it is a slasher movie, but it's not it's not too gory. So I feel like the the kills don't really stand out. They don't um, at all. No. Other than like the one idiot that like like she literally is right by where everybody's at, and it's like I should run down this dark dark hallway <laughs> into uh, the mechanics room. Um, so I feel like even a lot of the suspense and stuff's really it's really saved for the third act. Um, it it kind of almost felt like because there's like when a stranger calls and like other films that came out around the same same time period. I feel like they're like we're a little lost on where they wanted to go with this. Like I feel like if it would have been Leslie Nelson featured more, they would have done the like the detective trying to figure out like you know because they think that there's this guy that that killed his daughter and. Uh, and then the guy breaks out of wherever he's at in present day, uh, which, you know, this guy is not the guy that killed his daughter at all. Um, so, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a kind of a bizarre movie. It's the Canadians. Yeah. There's not really a whole lot to note. You know, you, you keep getting the, the, no, the notion that the caveman kind of guy might be the killer and him and his goons, they beat up the, the guy who's the prom king and steal his crown. I, I will say, I watched this with a, with a friend and it was his first viewing right away. He's like, Jesus Christ, her brother's ripped. <laughs> I was like, well, man, he just, he just guessed the killer. Because <laughs> I think it's her younger brother, like this 15-year-old kid who's just like... <laughs> Yeah, I I think like it's it's not fully all green light. Like there's some issues with this movie, I, I but I think the interesting thing with this that's unlike most slasher movies is the acting. Uh, I think the acting carries this movie because I think the directing is kind of shit. Um, a lot of the movie is. Com- completely photographed in the dark yeah um and so you switch over to both jamie lee curtis even in her limited capacity for the film she i think this really starts to 
there's some serious crunching going on, and I'm carrying through, <laughs> but I gotta acknowledge it in case listeners can hear it. You enjoying these chips, listeners? <laughs> the the chips are serious. Todd bought eight bags of chips at the at, at Speedway, and people are enjoying. We it can't help ourselves. It. Listen, I thought this was a we're, we're just four human men. We're having a good time. We're enjoying ourselves. Uh, so. Jamie Lee Curtis, I think that even though Halloween is obviously a historic movie, I think this is one that really starts to lay out her ability. Uh, Because I think that this movie doesn't really have a whole lot to offer beyond the acting of a few performers, um, namely her. It really doesn't have good humor or gore with the kills and all that stuff. But with her and the climax and the very ending of the film, I think that the acting is pretty exceptional for slashers, which we're all trying to rip off Halloween and Friday the 13th at this point. Right. And I think that the acting is worth taking note of, uh, both with Jamie Lee Curtis and the sibling and and kind of the climax of the film, um, which we'll dive into. But for me, that's really the main takeaway from this movie, the rest of it is not there because if you watch slashers from this era, you usually have excessive, you know, with the gratuitous nudity and violence, killings, special effects and the camp humor, right? That's usually all there that make these movies entertaining. This movie has none of those, None of that. but what it does have is acting that exceeds what you usually get from slashers from the early 80s. So I think that that's really the calling card from this movie. It's Jamie Lee Curtis uh, kind of showing her range um, as well as uh, the sibling, especially at the end, which I'm assuming we'll get into. But. Which which I guess we, we did did not mention. Uh, so Jamie Lee Curtis's character, her boyfriend was one of the children involved. And, and the, the little girl that was killed was her sister. Um so I, I think there's a lot of times where he's just so guilty. He he wants to tell her, and of the adult characters, I feel like the girls are total. See you next Tuesdays, where he's like the only one that's like uh, halfway decent. Um, but uh, as we proceed, we uh, uh, the the creeper van dude's head, I believe, is dropped into the uh, the dance floor and. Everybody's running like crazy, and uh, the cops arrive, and they end up um, shooting out the killer, and, and we find out that the killer is Jamie's brother, who was his twin sister, is the one that died, and he's the one that saw everything. And that's why he got bulked up AF, so he could <laughs> wait six years to kill everybody at prom. Bingo. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Slick with the van, I don't think it was his head, I think it's... Uh, the jerk caveman dude's head that goes into the the punch bowl. I could be wrong. Anybody? I don't care. I'm with you. All right. Rock and roll. Yeah, you're right, because the uh, creepy van dude... His van was ha- Well, he was halfway smart where he's just like, I'm getting the fuck out of here, but he's when the guy's on his van, not... That'd be a good name for this movie. You know what? Halfway smart. At least uh, <laughs> Slick got to bust before he died. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, pop it off, <laughs> yeah, son. buddy. Yeah, so that's prom night. Yeah, so that's Jamie Lee's brother, who's the twin brother of her sister that died. Grizz, I gotta ask, did you stay awake for this viewing? I made it through. Me yeah, too. Again. One, straight through. I, I got through it. I, I enjoyed it much more this time around. 
I share all of your praises and criticisms of this. I yeah. think uh, I think you summed it up very well. When we watched it in uh, was it two thousand three, two thousand four, uh-huh. and woke up during the head rolling out the disco scene and going, "This movie sucks," and <laughs> have watched a lot more from that era since then. This movie does not suck. No. It's just not great. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So then, um, you know, then we. Surprise at the end uh, of the river, we get the twin sister jumping out, and we're going to go into the sequel where we take the brother's head, and now the sister's 30 years old, and she's killing campers. hey Just kidding. We'll go in a whole new direction <laughs> to Electric Boogaloo, Prom Night 2, also known as Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2, 1987, directed by Bruce Pittman, written by Ron Oliver. Um... Starring Lisa Shafaji yep. as Mary Lou Maloney, uh, Michael Ironsign, Wendy Lyon, Louis Ferreira, and Brock Simpson. I'm Brock Simpson. Hell <laughs> yes, who's back? back again. Uh, I, on back. a side note, produced by Daddy Simpson. <laughs> this movie was originally called The Haunting of Hamilton High. Mm-hmm. Wait, you mean to tell me... That this was a different, unrelated script that was forced into an IP. Can you imagine? Okay. I'll listen. Now that I've told you that, did every one of you who didn't know that go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That tracks. 100%. Yeah. For sure. Because this has nothing to do with the original. I will let everybody go into what they have to say about this movie, but I will say this. This is the one I was excited to cover this topic for. Nice. This is the reason I watch these movies. Because I, I feel like when I, people are like, well, I've never heard of Prom Night 2. I'm like, well, fuck, we got to watch Prom Night This shouldn't have even been part of a franchise. It should have just been called something I else. like this movie better than the original. Oh, yeah. This, this movie is Times awesome. 2. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. We got a unanimous. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this from the outset. I remember the cover art of this film as a child going into the video stores. Yeah. Um, did anyone else think that Mary Lou was a woman of color based on the cover art? I don't recall. No, no. this is uh, an <laughs> unexpected controversy that I'm excited to explore. <laughs> Proceed. Yeah, yeah. just the cover art as a kid, I just thought it was a black woman. Is this your cover. Mandela effect? <laughs> uh, our so- did our show just get canceled? Mm-hmm. Well, we'll still finish the sequence. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, that's me. I'm Grizzly. <laughs> so I guess uh, it was this. I, I, we I guess we said what we. This said is my video. second viewing. Uh, third viewing. I refer to this movie as Peggy Sue Lives on Elm Street. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good uh, good synopsis. Yes. I mean, you don't have to show me the cover. Are you kidding? Are you familiar with the cover? Yeah, the poster is hanging in my house. <laughs> Ooh, Ooh, you just Ooh, got, you just got, got flexed, flexed on, on hard. hard. <laughs> Was that your battery dying too? Take your painkillers. Um, Grizz, you're... I'm 2008 and you're so 2008. <laughs> Pop my metamucils and go to bed. Uh, yeah, so... Yep, this... I had never watched this until I think... Todd told me to watch it, and I watched it. And you always do what Todd tells you. Uh, it's weird. Yeah. That, that's a trend of the show. You 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 make it like I forced you. Yeah, I did. And but so, was he right? He was right. 
and and I, I I really like this movie. Did Todd tell you to watch three and four in the remake? I'm going to save my opinion. All right. Okay. He's no. He said, "Did I tell you to watch?" Yeah. No. Okay. Cool. Let the record stand that he said. So you no. only recommended part two. Yes. Well, okay. Good. One of my biggest regrets in purchase history is that <laughs> you could have got this for two dollars. No, at one point, no, I do. I've got this on a dollar compilation DVD. Which, um, which, on a side note, I am still outraged that we cannot get a Blu-ray of this movie. It's bullshit. Uh, one of my biggest regrets is that knowing that we would do this episode at some point in our lives four or five years ago, I saw three and four in a two-pack. Which is how it came on DVD. And I, yep, exactly. And I've I, got it, and I didn't buy it. I bought it for like two dollars. Yep, it was like a buck or two ago, and I was like, oh, I, don't I feel ripped off, but I'm glad I have. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a buck for it. <laughs> uh, so should we we go into what? Since this is uh, a lot different than the Hello, Get out. Mayor so, Lou. Goodbye, heart. Goodbye, heart. So this one hey, we opened uh, in uh, 1957 <laughs> at Hamilton High and prom night. Uh, we have Mary Lou Maloney, who's a very uh, promiscuous girl. Slut. Promiscuous girl. <laughs> I was waiting on somebody. Uh, I empower her. Uh, she can she can do that if she wants. And uh, as uh, I can't remember if the lines used in the first movie, but we'll hear it from here on out. But uh, it's not who takes you, but it's who takes you home. Which I use that line a lot. Take Thank me you, Mary Lou. Home tonight. Um, so we have um, uh, Bill as who brought her to prom. And um, really? but um, I I cannot remember the priest's name, but uh, I guess it doesn't matter. So Frollo. So they're backstage fooling around. The priest and calls her Bill, a slut. He walks in on him and finds out, and so he's livid and and outraged, and um, he goes and he finds um, uh, there's these kids and the principal's coming, so they throw a stink bomb in the trash. So to pull a prank on Mary Lou, he's going to uh, throw the stink bomb at her. Ash is being a uh, promed queen of the of the prom. He throws the stink bomb, which uh, ignites her dress and accidentally makes uh, Mary Lou go up in flames. And uh, and so uh, we have the death. And then we go uh, thirty years later. Um, Imagine like- burning to death because of a stink bomb. <laughs> not a car bomb, not a pipe bomb, not a dirty bomb. Stink bomb. The fart bomb. <laughs> so imagine burnt flesh plus stink bomb. No. What a way to go. Yes. Can I just say I think that the casting for Young Ironsides was amazing. <laughs> I I, I think they nailed it. I, I, I'm not sure who, who that person was, but I'm pretty sure they had another movie where he did the same thing. Because they're just <laughs> like, it's his kid, but no. Um, so 30 years later, um, in the future of 1987, um, we have Hamilton High, um, and we have a, uh, young girl, Vicky, who's, um, uh, dating a boy, Craig, who's wild cause he's on a motorcycle. Um, and the parents, cause we have like a, kind of like a Carrie White mom, um, overtly religious and, um, she wants her to wear just her little, Last year's hand-me-down dress, and um, so Vicky's trying to get crafty, and she goes into the, um, I guess it'd be like a, 
downstairs or wherever. It looks like where they got a lot of the drama clubs. Like the wardrobe department for the yeah. drama and, club. And, and to, to flash back to the night that Mary Lou dies, there's a chest that slams shut. Chest. Yes. And so what does she find? She finds the chest and <sighs> she opens it up and there are heirlooms from, uh, there's the crown and the sash. Uh, I want to say like maybe even a necklace of Mary Lou's. And um, inadvertently, she releases the spirit of Mary Lou, who um, uh, is slowly starting trying to possess Vicky. And we're there. All right. It's like we're doing some dog photos. It's kind of like a Christine, but without a car and a prom queen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's essentially. Good. Peggy Sue, which lives I, on Elm Street. <laughs> I do want to uh, w- watching it for this Peggy viewing. Uh, I realize why it's probably not available because this is the one movie. Even the remake doesn't do it. It uses legit songs throughout the movie, especially the fifties, which is what I feel like people are like, "Oh, the eighties was all about the 50s. It doesn't matter. People love the fifties. Do you know why it was all about the fifties? Because the people who were in the 1980s of the age to be creating material, the 50s was their childhood. So like, Just like right now, like now, 80s is the big nostalgia thing. Well, because everybody who grew up in the 80s is now making product and the nostalgia sells. And for middle class white America, the 50s were the most utopian time in America. Yes. It was post-war. There was a oh, yeah. car in every driveway and a chicken in every pot. Mm-hmm. The focus was... How many times do I mow the lawn this week? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and so with this, you not only have original music being recorded for the film, but you also have original music from back in the from era. the era, yeah, including the title track from Ricky Nelson. I couldn't believe the first time I watched this. I can still remember years ago that popping up. Hello, Mary Lou played. And I was like, oh my god, they're actually using the original music, which transforms everything for ghost stories from this era to the present because the later sequels don't have that. It's no. Muzak and the later music. It, yes, the, they try to create original music that kind of sounds like the 50s and yep. it does not work. That's what really, I can remember the first time watching this thing and oh my god, they're actually using yeah, I think Ricky, the original Ricky Nelson, stuff. Uh, Little Richard. I watched... Uh, the first time I saw this was Joe Bob Briggs had hosted it on Shudder, and I watched it on Shudder again this time around. And so, while there may not be a Blu-ray release, uh, the quality is not bad streaming it, on Shudder at least. I don't know if it's available elsewhere or not. Just a little tip for you. Uh, I think I watched it, and I, ha- I have the DVD. I think I watched it just because I didn't feel like going to the basement. I think I watched it on Amazon Prime, so it probably it looked like the DVD quality that I watched it. Um, do we want to talk about things, or should I progress with storyline? Yeah, I mean, so I was just going to say real quick in the story as you continue to set up the storyline. Now in modern day, Mary Lou's old boyfriend is now the principal, Michael Ironside. Yes, and her which, old, which is Craig's dad, Craig, 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 <laughs> Craig. <laughs> Yeah, put some water on that damn shit. <laughs> and then her old fling is now the priest. Proceed. I'm glad you pointed that out. Uh, so we got her best friend, Joan Cusack. Um, she's a little upset because she's prego, and she's um, daddy's gone, and, and papa don't preach. So 
Um, they all know she's a little upset by that, and she stays after school, and the ghost of Mary Lou, uh, we think, is going to take her out with some uh, some paper cutters, which would have been unique, I guess. But instead, she hangs her, and so everybody thinks she committed suicide. Yeah. Um, she's kind of goth, too, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, the goth kills themselves. Ladies. Let's well, do it. You know, I'm so emo, I'm dead. Uh, but then we got... Um, <laughs> So after her, you know, everybody's uh, a little upset by that, but, you know, Jazz is about the prom. And, uh... <laughs> you know, and she's dead, but, God, prom's coming. So, uh... Bug yeah. We got uh, Vicky, who keeps having, like, these weird, uh, weird dreams, and she's uh, rocking on her horse while it's licking her hand. And, <laughs> um... horse. Uh, eventually she gets sucked into the uh, chalkboard and comes out... Uh, does she come out of the chest? You ready? As Mary Lou. She's yes. now possessed by Mary Lou. Um, so, who is toying with, uh, I think Mary Lou eventually shows up. I think the principal finds out, or he suspects that she's Mary Lou. Uh, the priest, she shows up in the church. There's an exploding Bible at the gravesite. <laughs> she goes and kills the priest in the confession booth. Just about that. Hell yeah. Um, we got... Uh, well, I guess that's at the prom, but I was going to say we got some blue lightning with, uh, mm. you're going to save that. Mm. It's in your notes. Okay. No, go ahead. Bring it. You're fine. Well, I was going to say, cause you know, that's Brock Simpson. Who's also the, he's the, uh, the link in the, all four films, uh, playing different characters. Um, I, I just went branded a little bit. How about we go straight to the end? Uh, well, we got, uh, so we got Possession and Prom, and I believe Vicky is the original winner, but, uh, we got her, like, bully, uh, who gives a BJ to, uh, Bijans to, uh, to, to Brock Simpson, and, uh, but as he goes to try to change the name, uh, Mary Lou electrifies him with some blue lightning. Oh, yeah. As you will. Uh, and then, uh, (laughs) which... I think it's one of the best parts of the movie is because people really don't expect it, but when she falls down on the ground and Mary Lou comes out her sh- like just comes out the middle of her stomach, uh, demon Mary Lou. So about after the principal shoots Vicky? Oh yeah, yeah. You gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, shoot these kids. <laughs> and uh, and so uh, full blown uh, carry at because the prom. Full carry at this point. Um. Yeah, so there you go. And then uh, I'm going all the way to the end because nobody's stopping me. Please. Um, <laughs> we think we have defeated Mary Lou, and, and the kids get in the back of the car, and Michael Ironside has on Mary Lou's ring and blasts some of that sweet 50s music and, uh, and, and takes off. And the car looks like Mary Lou's dress. And the li- license true. plate says Mary Lou, too, which is a fact. Prom Night Boogaloo. Uh, I did write down because I saw one of the, re- the reviews for the film that says, LA Times said, the blue velvet of high school horror movies. And I was like, kinda. It's high praise. Meh, meh. Uh, I like having fun with movies, but yeah. that works. Uh, so, this one though, uh, <laughs> well this one and, and two are the only two that are really kind of related. Um, this is my girl. Like you, you don't even need to watch the rest of the movies. Like Hello, Mary Lou is where it's at. Uh, yeah, for this franchise, uh, this is it. 
My notes are garbage for the rest of the way. Um, one last note if no one's going to speak up. So uh, I'm not sure how they knew each other, but the writer spoke to Wes Craven, and Wes Craven, uh, about finishing this film, said, uh, give them a scare, give them a hard-on, and send them home. So I've uh, and, embroidered that, um, and I'm going to give it to you guys each for Christmas. So <laughs> Put it on a pillow. Right. I would recommend this one to anybody. Well, yeah. I, I will say because we glossed over the first one because there was no good kills. There is some awesome kills in this movie. And my this favorite, movie's fun. It's yeah. way better than it should be. Yes. It's when she's bucket ass naked in the locker room. She got all kind of lesbo on the other girl. Freaked her out. And the girl goes and hides in the locker. Yeah, which she, I'm a fan of, but only for the horror <laughs> angle of it. Nothing, nothing to do with the nudity. But she uh, uh, does some tutti frutti on her ass and what bambooms the lockers. A bunch of blood comes out. Um, yeah, the priest dies pretty viciously. Uh, uh, she kisses her dad and kills her mom. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, that happens usually on prom night. <laughs> These kids are wild. Wild out, boy. Sweet. Prom night, too. Check it out. <laughs> right. Well, I'm sorry no one's in Star Trek. Um, that, that was the part that let me down. I'm sure. Is Michael Ironslide not on Star Trek? Oh, he's been on Star Trek. Okay, so we're safe. Come on. All right, so moving along. I'm sure he has. I'm not positive. To sure Prom Night 3, The Last Kiss, a.k.a. Uh, the Haunting of Hamilton High 2, because these were both movies written together. And this was 1990, correct? 1990. Uh, so same same crew, obviously not the same production uh, uh, value. So this one, I think, was probably thrown straight to video. Directed by, At this time, it's directed by Peter Simpson, who directed all the other ones. Uh, written, like I said, by Ron um, Oliver because he wrote both movies together. Um, and then I want to say uh, Courtney Taylor replaces uh, Mary Lou and um, Dylan Neal. Those might be the only names that are kind of known from this movie. Um, I will say the because uh, I mentioned it during Fr- uh, Friday Night 2 and I wonder if that happened to this movie, is that when this movie was getting ready to get the complete green light, um, the writer actually went to dinner with the, um, the owner of live video, which was Jose Menendez, with his wife and both boys, mm. the Thursday prior to oh, wow. them murdering them. Oh, um, That's crazy. Doesn't make the movie better, but... <laughs> That's wild. Also, fun fact, um, I fingered my first girl to this movie. Hey-oh. Wait. Oh, can we go more into the plot of that? I didn't have to lie to Matt. Where's Vinny going? <laughs> but does he hashtag? Vinny's quit the show. Um, Vinny's gone. So, last night, uh, last last kiss, uh, Mary Lou... What, what, what is happening right one now? One last caress. So, Mary Lou uh, escapes from hell. Oh, wait, wait, wait. She's doing... St- Step aerobics <laughs> in hell where she is shackled with other people doing step aerobics. And she uses her nail file, uh, flees from hell, um, returns. I'm assuming, I don't know why I couldn't remember the priest's name, but I'm pretty sure the janitor's name is Brad. Um, so Brad remembers Mary Lou from the 50s and she kills him using some blue lightning on the jukebox. Uh. It's not blue. It's, it's green. purple 90s lightning, a which is not 90s. as good as blue 80s it's, lightning. It's not bad, but it's not the same. Uh, but she uh, makes this uh, pacemaker pop out. 
and then and this one she uh, is pursuing Alex to be her BF uh, and and getting Alex to kind of be her um, her like bad boy uh, in high school. Bad boy. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take a bold stance here. If you like part two, there's no reason for you to not like part three. Uh, I like part two. I hate this movie. I fir- oh. Yeah, I firmly disagree with oh. you. Man, like all I, right, I, I, I this this, this this movie's garbage. <laughs> I, but I, but wait, but wait, I love this Robert's movie. Island <laughs> is distancing. I, 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 it is. I know it's garbage, but I love this movie. And of, of all the movies other than two, when I put it on Facebook that I was watching three people geeked out, on a slide note, they were all gays. But <laughs> <laughs> So, like, I'm watching this movie. I put it in, and I'm like, uh, I don't want to watch this movie. Yeah, and I was that same way when the credits ended. <laughs> oh, it was going to be so dumb. Correct. So I start, I'm like playing on my phone and like watching and taking a little note here and there. And then like, as the movie goes on, I start putting my phone away and watching more of the movie. <laughs> so, this gets my endorsement. Um, <laughs> yeah. This, For what that's worth. <laughs> uh, um, this does not get my endorsement. Um, we went from grounded to supernatural to back. This has nothing to do with prom night. Uh, we now teeter into <laughs> weird religious slasher. That's part four. We're not there yet. No. <laughs> None of this adds up. Is there any religious stuff in this one? No. Am I? Am I? Are my notes wrong? I've got nothing for prom night. Prom night four here. That is the. But I've got the religious, religious notes four. here. Religious is four. Part four. Okay. Is the, the Listen. Priest. It's fine. We have gave the I, professor. I, I will own whatever you guys are saying here. Uh, this is ridiculous. It's here, not good. Here's the thing: the the kill <laughs> the kills aren't even cool. They are. Kind the, of jokes are so dope. the jokes are bad. The jokes are bad. This wants to be. Freddy Krueger so it's campy but bad. not funny. So bad it wants to be Freddy Krueger. Uh, this was the first three hour ninety minute movie I've ever seen. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, I will give you that. <laughs> it kept going on, and I'm like, really? There's that much time left? It really? it went on for ninety minutes. It felt long as fuck. Come on, the teacher dies by getting stabbed in the hand with ice cream cones. You didn't enjoy that, <laughs> no. Not at all, actually. Uh, I almost almost pulled an Elvis Presley and shot my TV while this was on. What about how the football is like a corkscrew in it? So Mary Lou has got this boy doing her bidding. Mm -hmm. He's the one doing the killing. It's it's almost like she's he's got the body and she's got the brain. What about like when that, that football is a corkscrew and he throws it and it like kills the dude because the football corkscrews into it? I mean, that's tight. Yeah. Listen, all <laughs> of these movies mix up together. I, I'm not in. I'm not in on top of the details here. <laughs> They're dookie. All of them. <laughs> Thank you. I, I can't argue that it's shit, but I like this shit. 
I, I, that's, that's where I co-sign. It's, it's trash. But it's fun. But it's hot trash. Is it but see, dog trash, though? Usually, it's not dog trash. Campy is entertaining and funny. This isn't that. Right. It's just doo-doo. I agree with you. Huh. That's just my take. We're split on this This is a flaming bag. Yeah, we are. We're split on this one because I think it's campy and dumb. Uh, Yes, you're you're right. (laughs) And so we're not in... Except for you guys are all saying the same words, but we're over here like, yes, it's campy and fun. (laughs) And you guys are like... No, he said campy and dumb. And that's what we're agreeing with. It's campy and dumb. Campy and dumb, but Todd and I would add that it's fun. Because you guys think that's fun. I... Would rather stick a thermometer Can't be in my dumb and, hole and, and flip full it. Of, yeah. right. Kick me foam. in the nuts. Well, all right. <laughs> Skip your movie. So, uh, <laughs> gonna add any other? No, lay the plot on this, guys. I mean, there's, Sell me. there's the plot is that you know we got Alex and he wants to be the the big football star and. Um, Mary Lou is slowly. Uh, Look, it's 1990, and I'm a young gay boy who didn't know it. I fingered a girl. There's a butt on the screen. Uh, <laughs> a weird rap music, uh, killing with ice cream and uh, uh, burying of bodies. I, I can't remember all the other deaths now because as I talk about it, uh, you kill his best friend. I'm pretty sure him and his best friend were trying to fuck. Um, Prime Night Three. It had everything. Except for good fifties music, it yeah. The, mu- the music <laughs> really set the tone. Mm. But you know what? Um, I think this movie could have been this movie could have been number one at the box office. But you know, those damn Menendez brothers. Yeah. No. If my grandma had nuts, she would have been my grandma. Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> grandpa. Grandpa. <laughs> So, Mary Lou convincing this young man to, to do her bidding, uh, even though he's got a girlfriend, and that's, I mean, that's essentially the setup. I mean, the girlfriend's not putting up. Yeah. It's a well, tale as old as time. It's, 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 fill that cup. it's not a... <laughs> and um, so, uh, wrapping it up here, uh, there's some dope, there's a dope flamethrower kill at the prom. <laughs> That's an interesting uh, adjective. You say dope? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Right. Using no. the flamethrower to kill all free the, country. Dead, the dead boys coming after. Um, uh, I'm trying to think who Brock, the, Brock Simpson was in this movie. The jukebox shoots out saw blades. That's fun. I, I felt like how Razor yeah. ripped that off. <laughs> hmm. All right, Toddy, anything else on... Uh, Prom night three. I feel like we're not we're not gonna turn these guys on. The- no, 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 no. Just, same no. Try. Just take okay. it home. Yeah. yeah, no. Take it to the court. I don't know if t- going to the fourth movie is taking it home, but that's written in concrete. Uh, so take it, it to the bridge. Prom night four. Deliver us from evil. Nineteen ninety one. Directed by Clay Barris. Uh, Clay Aiken. And the main star, <laughs> Brock Simpson, <laughs> as Father Carlin. Brock yeah, Obama. it would have been cheaper. I think he was a cop. To film a trash can for was he a cop? In, was, was he a cop in the third movie? Cop. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, I'll take it. And this is where your notes come from because this one, we start in, <laughs> wait for it, we start at Hamilton High in 1957 with things that you didn't see at the prom. Is this back. a religious one? Yeah. yeah. Let okay, me tell cool. you something. Every film that they go back to the 50s on 
looks less like the 1950s. The clothing's not accurate. The hairstyles, it's like watching the late seasons of Happy Days where everybody's got a layered 1970s haircut because they just didn't give a fuck anymore about looking like they were from the time period. That is what these flashbacks are. The the kids are making out in a 93 Ford Taurus. Listening to Tupac. There's nothing worse than trying to do period stuff in a film where you just don't have anything right. You're not, you're, not making any effort whatsoever. Which, and the music that they try to pass off is from the 50s which, is which atrocious. This, this one, only the beginning is the 50s, and yeah. then it goes to present day. The priest... Where it really gets good. Well, because 30 years later, the priest has not aged a day. Yeah. This film is hot trash. Toddy? Oof. The first kill looks good. <laughs> yeah, the... When he, so, this, so it's an overzealous priest, uh, Father Jonas. It's back in 1957, <laughs> and he is, just, this one. <laughs> he is just so upset about these kids at prom. Like, they're just scum. Interestingly, uh, that guy is the father of the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And how he kept his name, I don't know. I don't know. And so, um, so he goes to the prom to kill these kids. He is a, uh, what? Uh, Ooh. a moral killer. Prom was related? Yeah, <laughs> at the beginning of the film. Oh, well, okay. yeah, no, later, because the prom kids then go to a mansion, uh, a haunted nice. mansion. Yeah. Okay. So, wasn't, wasn't really the forefront of this franchise. <laughs> I mean, it's in the title. Yeah, no. I was, cool. Good so, day. Good day. <laughs> so, yeah, he goes and he kills these kids, and they determine that he is... Um, Determined that he is probably like demon possessed, and so instead of, of turning him into the authorities, the the Roman Catholic authority, the Roman Catholic authorities are like, we'll just keep him under. Let's rest. just cover it. Yeah, up. they yeah. talk privately. Which is like, hey, this is part four. Let's keep this together. They have the Catholic Church covering it up, which to me is just really far fetched. Hard to believe, and nothing that the Catholic Church would do. <laughs> and so they keep Father Jonas uh-huh. chained up in a basement of a church or monastery, and they've got a, a keeper. He looks like him. Howard Hughes laying there. <laughs> <laughs> Where the, the, door, the, future, the door's not even locked, he just has to use the doorknob. <laughs> <laughs> and so then. The older priest, who's been his keeper, is is going to pass away. So he's training this new priest to be his keeper. Enter Brock Simpson. Does anyone else think that this was... Did you write this movie? This movie <laughs> was on the shelf as its own standalone movie. Oh, yeah. What? Like, In this series? Uh, you know what? Probably night four. I think that the entire franchise was this okay <laughs> i think canadians were like uh part two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, son this is their thing sorry yeah, boot that. you know he's got horrible takes on yeah, those really. things sorry boot that. Fuck you. love you doug <laughs> fuck you Not pay that candy bars hey, but bud. fuck you hey bud uh, yeah, yeah, so he um, only stops by to to troll Facebook posts. Brown night four. That is what Canadians. So do. then, yeah. with Father Jonas on the loose, these other kids now in present day, they they decide they that want to bail on prom to go fuck. Exactly. Hook up was the term. I was <laughs> <thinking>. <laughs> 
so they go to the, one of the kids. Uh, his parents own a, a mansion that's a former monastery. Who doesn't have one of those? Huh? Huh? And they go, and then they are stalked by Father Jonas. My favorite scene is when Father Jonas wears a wig and prepared, pre, 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 pretends to be a woman. <laughs> it was Mel Tillis just on the show? Could you slap me in the back of the head and make sure I get that word out? Where he pretends to be a woman, and, uh, and he goes, uh, You want to fuck now, Jeff? <laughs> and then he kills Jeff, obviously. Poor Jeff. <clears throat> yeah. I just want to say that, uh, that uh, for my prom night, we blew off prom and went and saw Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. Yeah, baby! Alright, it also falls apart here. Uh, uh, Father Jonas gets crucified and set on fire. Uh, bingo, bango, bongo. Prom night four. Toddy, you guys Bing know. bong. Oh, yeah. wow. Uh, All one, it took was one awesome powers quote at a high volume, and we're moving on. Cool. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, Sorry this, I didn't do it sooner. Yeah, no, this one has uh, lots of kills. Uh, nothing stands out, really. Uh, no. Forgettable. So. Doo-doo. Nothing to do with prom. Now let's get on to a real good one. Who oh boy. So, Hell yeah. prom night, remakes. Uh Directed by Nelson McCormick, starring Brittany Snow, Scott Porter, uh, Dana Davis, Jessica Straub, Callan Penny, Penny, Kelly Blance, uh, <laughs> James Ransom, fun story about him, Kellen Lutz, Jonathan Scratch, uh, and Idris Elba. What This one is, I, I would say, Remake is not a. Um, I don't think it's a remake. It's a remake in name. It's a rename. Listen, uh, my favorite part of this is the freak out of the Grizz. <laughs> Why I handle the microphone here. Um, it's a good remake in property name. That's about it. You got some good talent in it, though. Yeah, there's good stars. So let's. Let's jump into that, Let me and I'll calm everybody down by putting the microphone. Well, my favorite part is that it's PG thirteen, but it's a slasher movie with absolutely no gore. Mm-hmm. And they're, then they sold you on an unrated cut, which is a minute longer one with minute. with one full minute, no gore. <sighs> um, Do it have a titty? Is that why it's unrated? Nope. No. What? Then why is it unrated? Just, just to sell you on it. For everybody that was mad minute. about seeing it in the theater, they're like, "Well, I'll watch this cut then." <laughs> Whack. Um, yeah, I did not. This was one of the worst remakes of, of the, the time period where they were slewing these out. Look, this looks like a CW production. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, it, it, and I came from a different part of the world, apparently. We did prom a little different here in Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, one, that's part of the trivia on IMDb for this is that they had taken the budget and totally blew out this prom to where it doesn't even look like what even a high school prom in a wealthy place would look like. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, that's, no, that's a good note. And, you know, parents love when you have a prom in a hotel where kids can just go straight up and fuck. 
Boy, I, I got 15 minutes into this movie, and for the first time in all the years of this podcast, I considered lying about finishing it. Uh, uh, it this movie is not good. And I like Idris Elba. Uh, Great actor. His American accent is terrible in this movie. <laughs> terrible. And it, like, the writing, it's bad on top to bottom. The writing's bad. Music. I don't even think this one had known songs in it. Like for a, for a, having a big budget, the production still seems low rent. Uh, it nope. just no gore, Ugh. no fun. and and like the cops lurking in the background. The whole just the whole event. Every it's just awful, and, you guys. It's fucking awful. The worst. The worst thing is you take a a pretty good looking actor, you don't do anything to him. And he's supposed to be what's scary. Like, then put a fucking mask on him or something. Maybe make us think he's dead and throw a mask on him. And that was so fucking lame, too. I mean, just... Just lame. The whole setup is lame. Like, he uh, he, he escapes and he wants to... It's it's so generic. Please lay out the the setup. So... (laughs) This guy, whoever the hell he is, the, 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 the model... Killed this girl's whole family and was looking for her because he's obsessed with her and gets popped before he gets a chance to kill her. And then he escapes from prison solely to go and kill her. And just the kills were... Why is he killing the maid? Like, shit that... that like he, It's not like he's caught doing something. You know what I mean? Like, and he's just... Killing people at random. I don't, it's, it's just awful, man. It's awful, awful, awful all the way around. I concur. It's so it's hollow. It's hollow. It's like there's there's scenes, there's kills, there's dialogue, but none of it means anything, and none of it has any gravity whatsoever. I don't give a fuck about any of the characters. I don't buy the killer for a minute, and I don't buy the premise. Which is stupid because uh, it's a it, first off you're paying for the name, so I think really they wanted to make a horror movie called Prom Night. Let's be honest. Well, because you can it's it it's a recognizable brand already. Well, yeah. it's a recognizable brand, and you're making a horror movie called Prom Night. But the original Prom Night was so low budget, so low budget. You could have done so much with just that story. And a decent. They obviously had a decent budget for this movie because look at their prom. Guys, how how cheap would it have been to rent a high school gymnasium? Exactly. <laughs> right. And and decorated it from Party City, yeah. the way a real prom would have been. Right. And you had good actors. If if you would have if you would have took those actors and put them in the original prom night with a budget, this could have been a cool remake. And and you wouldn't even had to go for the gore because you don't have to have gore for a movie. But if your movie sucks, you probably need to. You probably need to bring the gore. Was your prom at your high school? No. Ours wasn't. Our prom was in Muncie at the convention center. <laughs> yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ours was... Uh, and that was a 30, 40 minute drive for people from my area. Sure. Yeah. Earlham. Our senior prom was at Earlham. Our junior prom was at Leland Hotel. Hotel. Yep. <laughs> that was my senior prom, I think. Oh, you're significantly my, older. My my freshman prom was was at the uh, Speakeasy. Not you're older. You're significantly older. Okay, which is not true. He's like three years older. First off, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I heard your senior prom was at Rascals. Uh, that was the after party. <laughs> 
Junior Junior probably like the gold nugget. Yeah. <laughs> Golden Corral. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> the remake in name only, because there's no... It's garbage. Yeah. It's bad. I don't want to... It I, is like a double episode of CSI. It's so boring. There's nothing to it. It's it there so is boring. no personality to this movie, nope. no soul. It is literally mayonnaise. The yeah. entire yeah. the entire movie it's, is. It's really bad. And it's gas station mayonnaise at that. It's not even like... <laughs> right. Which, you know, it's not even a good which, uh, Yeah, this is the lowest of the lowest. It is, because I, like, I feel like this company is the one that was just churning them out, too. But I feel like it was, it was like hit or miss, because it's like, When a Stranger Calls wasn't bad. And then sure. this was pure shit. The Fog, pure shit. And then Stepfather was okay. So-so. I think the inexcusable thing with this movie is the talent. Yeah, exactly. Elba and Ransom are capable of so much. So much. I, I forgot that there's nothing. There. I forgot that he's in this movie though. I did too. Which did we, re- I started it. Reminded me of when we went to go meeting in Chicago. You asked me about his wiener. Oh yeah, when Todd told me about uh, him <laughs> masturbating in a movie uh, right before we met him and played it in line on his phone. Right before I shook his hand and said hello, he jerked off in that hand. He's got to yeah. uh, I I gotta tell a funny story real quick. Wait, I was talking to my mom. Uh, You're like speaking of jerking off from the guy from it. Long long story short, we were we were talking about we were talking about Paul Rubens. Uh, there's a, a loose connection. Somebody we we are loosely affiliated with apparently is one of his representatives. I'm a huge uh, Pee Wee fan, as we all know, and. Uh, Sandy says, boy, I would jump on a plane to L.A. if I thought I could go meet him. And my kid, 14-year-old kid, says, would you shake his hand? With a smirk <laughs> on his face. And I, I immediately die laughing. And the wife sits there straight-faced. And she goes, are you being nasty right now? <laughs> but the whole, the whole thing killed me. Would you shake his hand? Would you shake his hand? <laughs> I expect your kid, like your insanity's kid, should be like the the funniest person ever. <laughs> so prom night garbage, <laughs> prom night trash. Can, can we please put the doogie little doogie doogie trash All right. can? All right, let's wrap her up. Toddy, any final thoughts? Um, thank you for being our tour guide. I don't know that. Like, I'm like, I, just I hate to say it. Like, watch prom night too. Leave the rest alone. That's it. Yeah, yeah. If you're if you're a, if you're a fan of the genre, you got to watch the first one. If you like silly, watch two. Or if you if you like a good bonker sequel, watch two. If you're really silly, watch three. Skip four and the quote unquote remake. But I would still watch four any day before I would watch the remake. I'd agree with that. Yeah, the remake just really. Like, bad. if you had a gun to my head and you said you get Prom Night 4 or the remake, I'm like, put it in part 4. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather read microwave food instructions over and over <laughs> than watch the remake. Yeah, it's that boring. It's just so Which I feel boring. like I feel like it is a rare movie that we don't all four usually agree on movies. No, it's, especially yeah, it's, if we don't all four agree when they're bad. Yeah. But this one is bad. It's, it's not just, even bad, it's just nothing. It doesn't matter. It's hollow. This 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 was made for a cash grab, and that that alone. Yep. They they didn't make it for fans. If you've ever been around a child, and they have that that little the food that you give the kids called puffs, <laughs> <laughs> no flavor, no substance. It disintegrates the second it touches your tongue. Yeah, that's what this film is. So, all right, 
Well, whew, boy, what a franchise. What a hot dog franchise we got here. I'm wrapping it up. Happy prom season. Happy prom season. Hope you kids are having fun. Remember to wrap it up, kids. Don't get killed. <laughs> and apparently, if you finger bang, let them out. Oh, boy, we got to wrap this up Hashtag quick. Get me out of here. I'm Toddy's getting nasty. I'm one of your hosts, Grizzly Abner. Professor Wagstaff. Venomous Vinny. Mary Lou. <laughs> Stay <laughs> scary.